tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always, Xavier Guerrero and Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. Guys, crazy episode, huh? Big time. Today's a today is a dense episode. We are getting a a, a very very intricate is that the word i'm intricate yeah. intricate get your notepad yeah get your notepad stop the show write down what we're talking about it's and an important piece of the puzzle a little piece of the jigsaw puzzle i feel today. like it was a lot of the jigsaw i puzzle, think it's honestly. a bit i mean yeah it's just box saga have you heard of it because i didn't and it is deep bro i mean the th- i mean the things that we go into i'm like that is so insane, man. I hope you guys enjoy this. It's a little change of pace, uh, but it does relate to some of the episodes that we've discussed. Now, I want to get into something real quick before we get in. There will be a lot of talk about the Catholic Church, in particular the Vatican. Uh, I do not equate that with Christianity. I think those are two different things. And again, I have zero problems with uh, Christianity and and I, I you know and I really get, I'm gonna say something also I love Catholics I have a lot of Catholic friends they're good people but yeah what a lot, the, lot of funny people a lot of funny people and what they represent what what the Vatican has done in the name of Catholicism is a totally different thing in my humble opinion, right? So I want you guys to understand that when you get in to this story because it is a really great, interesting story that has reverberated through a lot of our culture in different ways. And if this is true, okay, uh, it does just basically... It's kind of like Dan Cook's joke about Monopoly when you're losing. It just takes the board and you yeah, flip yeah. it and you get angry, right? So uh, that's what's going to – it's a very interesting topic. Uh, just to let you know how much I enjoyed it, I did buy a book. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this. Um, I am going to be live in San Francisco, August 5th and 6th. Guys, if you're in the area, please buy a ticket. Come watch me rock. Come watch me crush, Okay. Come watch me rock, crush rock, okay? We have two shows. The earlier show is just me doing stand-up. I have an opener. We're doing it. We A couple people might be jumping in. We don't know. We're down the street and the streets are talking. And then the second show is the Tim Fall Hat Comedy Night. Eddie Bravo, myself, uh, Xavier Guerrero, are, we'll all be up there uh, rocking hard, so hard, okay? Grab your tickets at Sam Tripoli. Dot com. I'm going to, once October's done, I think I'm going to start getting on the road again. 
Uh, I haven't been doing it because of gas. So I have a couple premium contents. If this show is enough for you and you want to hear more premium co- content that is exclusive to my content, my premium content uh, listeners, uh, you go to rockfin.com. That is Tim Fall Hat with Sam Tripoli. I have some, I do AMAs. I do a special episode there. My spiritual podcast is on fire right now. It's called Zero. I just dropped a very, very... Uh, amazing episode on the uh, vedic astrology i loved it it's a game changer for me and then i also conspiracy social club with my good friend brian callen uh we also have a patreon show uh with that cash daddy's patreon show grab it while you can uh go enjoy (laughs) that um, BS just dropped. Broken Sim just dropped. Broken Sim just dropped. Johnny, what did you think one. about the episode? It was a good one. It was a good one. We, got, uh, we had some funny. We had that crazy woman going to the Senate talking to Sarah Hawley. Yeah, I mean, that's some craziness. Love left wing lunacy in that episode. I, I do love it. So I also, if you go to samtriple.com, you can get a bunch of uh, my free shows. I have uh, Tim Fall Hat. That's this one you're listening to. Broken Sim, which is basically the Grand Theft Auto of podcasting. We, I basically go around LA putting my life on the line to get you guys stories that matter. It's the taxi driver. I know young people don't know what that means. They should. They should. It's the greatest movie of all time. Taxi driver. Johnny, it is. I mean, it's up there. It's up there. Sure, <laughs> I love it. No, don't get me wrong, dude. I love it. I, I just think maybe. he's. Are some... you more of a Godfather guy? Absolutely, yeah. The Godfather's great. For me, it's Taxi Driver. Uh, Apocalypse Punch Now is, is maybe my favorite. Yeah, it's up there. Union of the Unwanted is a panel show. If you love the show, you love the Union of the Unwanted. Union of the Unwanted, free audio. We also have audio from my, some of my premium content that you listen to. Uh, Zero with Sam Tripoli is Spiritual and Conspiracy Social Club with Brian Callen. Free uh, episodes, uh, earlier episodes. And then Cash Daddy's. We'll see what happens, but if you like some uh, some uh, financial um, advice, it's a great podcast. Let's do go up, go up if you don't mind. Uh, t-shirts, if you want to grab t-shirts, go to timfallattshirts.com or samtriply.com. We have two new shirts. About to have a third one coming up, so it's a great way to support the show. Uh, and then you go down. My cameo is fire. I will yell at you for. Th- two to three minutes and you will thank me for it <laughs> and then uh buy gold and silver i'm about to buy some more coming up here soon uh just click on the 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 link it will take you to it's a great way to support the show as well because they uh they take care of us on the show as well and then uh telegrams tinfoil hat uh only conspiracies telegram is fire and then um zero as well my spiritual one Go join the movement, both of them. Anything else, guys? No, that's it. Let's go. Let's do it. Enjoy this insane episode about the Bach saga. Hey, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I take Athletic Greens every day because I want to 
better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, okay? I hate taking a bunch of pills and vitamins. I want a supplement that actually tastes great and want to see what the hype was all about, okay? With one delicious scoop, Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens, all right? It starts your day off right. And it's real simple, okay? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamins, and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb, okay? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash timfoil. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash timfoil to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. All right, let's get into it. So uh, very excited for today's show. Uh, We have an action-packed lineup, packed house today. I'm very excited to have these guys on. We're going deep. Please welcome to the show Andy Rouse, Danunaki Dan, and Jock Hegstrom. Bang or bang? Nailed it. Nailed it. There we go. Guys, welcome to the show. So why don't we go around the uh, (laughs) horn and uh, have each one of you guys introduce yourself. And uh, if you have a podcast you want to promote or anything like that, and then we'll get into it. So why don't we start with you, Andy? What's going on? Thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. I'm Andy Rouse from the Deep Share podcast. You can find me at the Deep Share on all the socials and everything. Uh, Over there, I'm just talking about all my psychedelic experiences and relating it to my obsession with the ancient past, all the symbolism, esoteric stuff, things like that. So yeah, it's kind of what I'm all about. I'm really excited about it too. And I thoroughly enjoyed when you were on zero. And so I'm so happy to have you back on here. Danunaki Dan, the greatest name in the entire planet. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm the co-host of Rising from the Ashes podcast with the homie Romy. And uh, we, we do theme months over there and we talk about all kinds of different subjects. God, spirituality, ancient history, mythology, uh, we do theme months, so right now we're in the middle of Norse month and uh, talking about the North mythology and uh, different aspects of that, and uh, that's what we do. Man, you may possibly have the greatest voice for podcasting of all time. <laughs> I mean, that thing is soothing, dude, <laughs> Name and I don't and even voice? like the word soothing, and that is the most soothing voice I've ever heard in my life. The well, best name and the, ba- and the best voice. In, best in name, one. best voice. Ooh. You're going to be crushing it. And last but not least, <laughs> spirited one, uh, Jock. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, brother, and your podcast <sighs> and everything? Well, you know, I do like all kind of stuff uh, music, art, uh, you know, fishing, you know. I'm just a regular Swedish guy, you know, that are really curious about like history. 
and uh, art, really. But history and art goes together here in Sweden a lot because yeah, it's a it's a strange country. I have to tell you. <laughs> I'm excited about. It. I'd love to do a whole episode sometime. We'll have you back on Swedish death metal. I feel like that's like yeah. really. That's a topic not a lot of people are willing to dive into, the occult <laughs> symbolism in Swedish death metal, bro. They love to shred. Isn't Turbo Negro Swedish death metal? They're like my favorite. So, guys, I love that name, dude. <laughs> what is that? Turbo Black? I love that, yep, dude. Turbo Black. Yeah. Extra Black. Yeah, Extra Black. <laughs> How would you like your Black? Turbo? Um... <laughs> So, guys, what do you want to get into today? I'm excited. We were trying to break down what we think we were going to talk about, but I'd love to hear what you guys want to talk about. We're bringing a story to you guys from Finland called The Box Saga, and it's basically an entirely different cosmology. It's an entire different human history than we've heard. Uh, It ties into so many different rabbit holes and conspiracies that we are familiar with and kind of unifies it all in its own way so it's pretty crazy so where do we start with this because i'm gonna be honest with you i've never heard the box saga and i'm very interested as you know i mean you may not know i'm very much into uh hidden history it's probably my favorite topic of all the topics uh i think i think it's very important that because once you start looking into hidden history and then you start looking at cultural Marxism. You start going, what else are they like lying to us about? And why are they lying to us about? And how deep does that lie go? And why is that lie so important? And for me, it's always, it's all about trying to hide from us how important and powerful each one of us is and our history and our heritage is. I can jump in there. I have to tell you, like the box saga is like the... It, it sheds the light on the lost history of the North, really. Uh, and it also gets you to know about the different forces that has been ruling the North, like the, in the Viking Age and even before. So uh, it's so interesting because you can trace this all the way up to today because the the Bok family is like a family that has been ruling like the heathen world here in the North. And uh, this is a battle that has been going on between like the more hidden families and the southern families as I see it. So it's all about this hidden hidden uh, war between the lodges or the different forces, as I used to call them. For instance, like the hidden forces and the more Christian forces. I, think I used to distinguish that. So yeah, it's a lot about the, the hidden hand throughout history also. So it's a very interesting topic to get into. I'm very excited about it. Any thoughts, Dananaki? Dananaki. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, we uh, I, when I formed the show uh, Rising from the Ashes, I, I reached out to Yake right away and uh, was able to get his information from Chance Garten. And uh, we, we connected and uh, we started talking about the box saga because I, I was super interested in it. I think it explains a lot of the history that we don't know about because it got wiped out, you know, from from the Christians and from the Catholics. Uh, the, the whole pagan history is kind of, you know, turned into and flipped upside down and become Satanism or some evil thing where 
which doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Alchemy was like the ancient technology and magic that existed back then. And we've lost a lot of this. And that's why we can't understand a lot of the things uh, in ancient times, because it's been completely wiped out all the books and everything, all the, you know, they go in and they take over people, they burn all their books, they burn all their history, and then they have no history. And then they force feed you the history they want you to know. And so this, this box saga kind of gives you a backstory of that history and where it comes from. And so I was really stoked to uh, meet Yake. And then from then uh, I told, uh, I talked to Andy about the box saga and he got super interested And the three of us formed another podcast called roots of creation, which we have three episodes on and we're kind of slow rolling that a little bit, but uh, there's, there's some episodes out, uh, and we talked to some people that have been very close to the box saga and they get, they get to tell their story. And, uh, it's, it's been a very fascinating experience for all of us. Yeah. All right, yeah. man, I'm in Andy. Let's, where do you want to start? We got to start with basically kind of giving everybody a picture of what the world looked like in this beginning time. As they say, they called it paradiset paradise time. And, in this cosmology, the earth was not tilted on its axis in the beginning. It was straight up and down. And this supposedly created sunlight in the north 24 hours a day, basically like a paradise. And, um, Yake, do you want to fill in there a little bit? Or <laughs> am I doing all right? <laughs> I, you're just jumping straight into the mythology. But, uh, I, yeah, I was just... Uh, <laughs> If they have never heard about Box Saga, they should at least know that this uh, is based on a sound system, uh, and it has also a history connected to it. But basically, what the Box Saga is is the Swedish alphabet, and every letter has like a meaning, and uh, this uh, constructs like a system that is also a civilization uh, foundation. So, what Andy was jumping into is like the in the mythology, in the paradise or paradiset, as we call it in uh, in Swedish, uh, and it's the period uh, before the Ragnarök, because in this story there has been three major Ragnarök or Ragnarok, what you say, but it's called Ragnarök, and it's basically a destruction or a cataclysm. Uh, so the paradise time is a time over fifty million years ago. It ended when the the earth tilted over. Uh, the first Ragnarok or Ragnarok. Yeah. So we're first talking Ragnarok. like you know, basically a cataclysmic event that basically destroyed everything or just completely changed how this planet was exactly. operating. It tilted the earth and caused the ice age. In but also in this uh, story, they say the entire galaxy system yeah. changed. Yeah, the entire galaxy tilted and it, something shifted entirely. All right, guys, we got some exciting news. Listen, my favorite blue light glasses company, Blue Blocks, has rebranded. This is super exciting news. Blue Blocks is now called Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adopt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. 
Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list is endless from blue light glasses to EMF management and circadian friendly lighting. Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly and with maximum impact. Okay, some of my favorite products from Bond Charge are their anti-radiation EMF protection products, like their EMF protection air tubes, earphones, all right? It protects your ears from EMF, ELF, and RF emitted from your cell phones. EMF protection laptop mats, okay? EMF harmonizing stickers, okay? Which are... neutralizes the positive ion radiations emitted from your cell phone, which can damage your cellular health. EMF protection blankets. I love all this stuff. Protect your whole body from 5G, Wi-Fi, and EMFs at home, at work. I'm getting all this, okay? EMF protection hats and BDs. Count me in, dude. I'm in on all of this, okay? They got so much stuff. It's unbelievable. Believable, okay? Designed in Australia, science-backed technology that has been lab-tested, available on their YouTube channel, guaranteed up to 99% EMF blocking technology. Come on now! It's a premium brand, but it's worth the investment, okay? Because other brands don't work, and you'll be just wasting your money. It's just a waste of money, guys. And this is this your this is your health. You don't want to fool around with that. Get cheap stuff. You know, you want the best there is. So basically, guys, here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to do this. Go to bondcharge.com slash tinfoil and use the coupon code tinfoil to save 20%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash tinfoil and use the coupon code tinfoil to save 20 percent i'm gonna do it but in the story this should we go into that part of it the history of how we get there or yeah i mean wherever you guys want to start this is super can interesting you, can you just explain the paradise because uh, it's about uh, the book saga is about people and uh, the different uh so it's basically the structure that the civilization before the cataclysmic event happened how it was working in a practical very practical way <laughs> and it's a uh, very hidden you could say but uh, it's so far different from what we are used to today but anyway it explains how things worked uh, back in the parad- paradise and the entire planet was tropical according to this mythology and on the top because the earth was you know they have a earth cosmology that we are actually living on a planet so uh, <laughs> yeah it was standing straight up and down like this so you would have 24 hour sunlight on top so this is called the midgard or midgard uh, and the os people or the osser family lived there who was like the ruling elite of that time and is there documents uh that that make you believe that these people existed? Is there stuff that, that, or has this been handed down uh, from generation to generation? Yeah, it's an oral story passed yes. down through this one family. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, most of it is anecdotal, but when we connect everything, it, it's a, 
a very deep well, as I say. Uh, it's a lot to get into, but just to, that's why we wanted to kind of give you guys an overview right, of the up. cosmology. No, it's all right. No, no, no. Uh, no, I just want to get a grasp of of uh, of what's going on. So, yeah, continue. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, you can continue. And now I have to. All pay. right, I'll keep going. I'm looking at Yake because he's the expert. I'm like, all right, am I doing all right? Am I doing all right? So, in Paradise Time, yeah, what was set up was these concentric rings cities very familiar ringlands and these ringlands every concentric ring was like a different cast and everything operated very methodically in these systems the original one is in this north this north pole but before the earth was tilted in the paradise time that was helsinki or what was formerly just known as hell so now we start to see the famous inversion stuff that we always see in these rabbit holes and stories. That's where the first one is for me. That was what caught my eye was hell was up North in a cold place rather than in a hot place down below. Whoa. Yeah. But the, the thing is uh, uh, when it talks about Helsinki, that's actually Finland, but since 1250 uh, Sweden and Finland was the same country. So, when I say Sweden, I also sort of include Finland because it was the same empire. Uh, but uh, from this mythology perspective, you know, that's the curious thing about Boxaga because when you start to test it and, you know, try to find like evidence that support the Boxaga, that's when uh, stuff is going to get interesting. <laughs> because I've been always like very skeptical, like very, very skeptical. And uh, it's when it starts to disprove the story that uh, you're going to get like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> what the fuck? This, everything seems to line up so perfectly when you uh, are going to try to, like, research every aspect of what this guy E or Bok has been handing down to the people that uh, you know i have been got, gotten the saga from and etc so it's an oral tradition and people can say like you know we do those kind of tests in school when we say something in one guy's ear and you go in a circle and it complete completely different in the end you know they try to, yeah they try to like disprove that oral things um, you know that is gonna turn out completely different from where it began, but in the box saga and the unique thing is that we get this sound system that is like an anchor, because if you start to mess around with the sound system and turn the sound si system, the ring won't be complete in the, in the letter or the alphabet. Yeah. Because uh, it's very like specific how the alphabet is uh, operating because you have uh, like 22 letters in a ring that uh, you can like wobble and, it's, uh, uh, of course, uh, with the, the Swedish alphabet, and they use the Swedish alphabet uh, also in Finland. It's basically the same language, but uh, it's a different dialect. But, hold on, uh, hold on. Let me, let me, okay. let me understand something. <laughs> I got, listen, I make no illusions. I flunked first grade, so I have to digest what you're saying here. So, so, I'm so, sorry, I'm no, 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 no. You're, you're doing a great job. I just, I have to digest what you're saying here. So, you're saying a sound system in terms of what? How you pronounce the letters or a literal sound system? I'm sorry about that. I need to. Okay. I need to understand that. So when you, where you're from, there, how how the alphabet work has has to be very specific 
in order for it to work? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Because it balances itself. For example, if you take the first letter in this alphabet, it's an E, and it means like inside. And A is author. And B is body, which means a castle. And C means to cut, shara. And so it goes, and together it becomes like E, Asher's body, like inside Asher's castle. So you're going to extract a story from the alphabet. Whoa. Okay, that makes sense. And it expands out fractally from there. Like every, every, the rest of the story continues in these rules, and it's been described even mathematically. Like it it self-checks itself. And because it's an oral tradition, and it's all about how everything is pronounced, you, if you know the sound system and you know this language, this root language, you know when something is a lie when it doesn't fit into the saga. Whoa, Whoa. that's cool as shit. So, so hold on. So is it is it the saga <laughs> follows the le- the alphabet? Is that what we're yes, talking yes, about? Yes. Whoa. I just got chills. That's super. <laughs> yeah, crazy. isn't it called Alphurnus Betan, which means like rhyme of the All Father? <laughs> Yes, sounds the, just like alphabet. Alfarnas beta, you could say. It's wow. the, you know, it's the alf, alphabet. Beta means pasture also. It's the alphas, pasture. It's the knowledge of kings, you know, the, <laughs> the, 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 the herder. Wow. wow. That is pretty badass. Because it comes <laughs> from the top family, the top author family. Uh, you know, from the heathendom. And this is the tool that only the author was supposed to have, according to the mythology. And they gave it to the world with Eva. And it was planned like a thousand years back that he was supposed to do so. Yeah, but he, it, promised, oh, he promised that only at, a, I think it's like 1984, he broke the story. And that was contracted a thousand years back that he was supposed to do so. So it's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> you know, this guy, Eeyore, he had to sit two hours each day with uh, with his mom and her sister uh, t- uh, learning this story for 20 years. So it's a... Uh, oh, my God. It's... So for a thousand years, it was contracted that this specific guy would have to tell this specific story? Yes. The last remaining Bach. Yeah, Eor Bach. He, he, uh, he, he comes from the old Finnish king line that, you know, has been in hiding since the Catholics came here because they really wanted to get rid of the, the heathen king or, the, you know, the, 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 they were really the last remnants of it. And this is where we come, we get the Santa story and all of this because it comes from Finland also. In his exile, he's up in the very north, you know, because he used to go around with uh, a sled and eight goats, because the goat is the symbol of Lemminkainen. That's a, a title in the heathendom. But when Lemminkainen becomes old, he gets the gubbe or grandfather uh, title. But when he was in the far north in Lapland, he had eight reindeers instead that were pulling his sled. And people were sending letters to him and tokens, you know, to remind him that they are missing him and all of this, you know, so it sort of <laughs> ties into the, uh, you know, it, it makes sense crazy, a little bit. Easy, dude. So this, 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 or Bach, is that how Eeyore. Eeyore, Eeyore, Bach, Eeyore. Yeah. Okay. 
He was the last of the line. He never had children or anything like that. No, no. children. Not what we know. So, so the so. reason I really believe I, I'm, I, I'm. Well, this is a fascinating story, and it's it's amazing. And the reason I buy into a lot of what you're talking about is because when when you take a look at like. Um, St. Patty's Day, right? I mean, we, we think it's just about drunk, you know, leprechauns and stuff. In reality, it is about St. Patrick's going to Ireland and killing the pagans. Yeah. Yep. That is what the mm-hmm. story of St. Patty's Day. It is, it is a celebration of genocide of a particular mm-hmm. religious group. And, the, and, you know, so I know when we brought up Christians and Catholics early, there's going to be some people that might have a pushback on that. But, I mean, yeah. it's like, really, we have to take a look at, like, what is the Catholic Church doing to this day? What is it done? How come, you know, I mean, Rome fell, maybe? Or did they just reorganize how they operated with instead of having to have armies everywhere, why not shut that down and open up churches that could be basically, you know, franchises in every place? And when we take a look at, you know, where the Nazis ran to after World War II, they ran to the Vatican, right? What did they set up? CIA, Mossad, MI6, and then you have all these organized crime units are all organized crime. Italians, Italians, (laughs) Irish, Latinos, right? They're all uh, Catholic based. So the, the notion that this would, that this is a crazy, it's like, no, man, this totally fits in to the, the, Modus operandi of the Vatican and their their um the way they've operated with pushing like literally they are the ones who and again zero problems with the Bible but you know the truth is is that they were the ones who went around and and be into everybody that we had to take it literally. Well, I mean, they're their own country. What do you expect? <laughs> they're their own territory. Yeah, yeah, you can't get them out. You can't do nothing. Yeah. And the Vatican's there. Yeah. Let me tell you a little story to fill in with the saga a little bit because uh, the, actually there's a sideline from the Bok family that took power uh, in the 1500s and created like the, the Swedish Empire. So they were basically the Bok family taking power again after the Catholic control for like 500 years. But they... Uh, we're like the spearheads of the Protestant movement, movement because Sweden became 100% Protestant uh, under the leadership of the of the Vasa kings, they call them. And they, 100 years oh, no. Oh, no. later, from the, in the 1600s, uh, they charged straight fucking into Europe, kicked every fucking bishop out from the Catholic Church, liberated Europe from the Catholics. And you see, they have the ties to the Bok family, so it's kind of interesting to see what they are doing because you can research the Vasa family quite extensive. And when you know that those secret societies that they were created because the Templar orders and all of this are hidden in origin, if you ask me, especially uh, because there were other orders also popping up in the South, but they were like the Freemason networks started here like over a thousand years ago in Sweden. So it's a very interesting journey to follow. <laughs> because it leads up even today. Yeah. 
I've been calling yeah. it like the oldest family feud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if, if we follow the saga, it really is all from this one earth family from paradise time before everything falls apart in the next time period, which if, if you guys are down to talk about Atlantis, no, 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 let's let, okay. We're going to say wherever you guys want to stay. Cause I find this stuff so interesting, man. <laughs> The interesting hey, thing, like, go, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they had like this long list of topics we're gonna talk about, and I was just thinking, man, we're gonna only like gonna pass four or five. So <laughs> that's fair. We're cool fair. with whatever you guys want to do because I'm loving this, dude. And you know, again, so, I'm gonna shut up after this, but <laughs> you know, I mean, you'd also take a look at like England. This is a very similar story to what England did, and like it wasn't necessarily the Catholic Church, but in coordination with the Black nobility, these groups went in and they basically killed the royals and replaced them with Rothschild bloodlines and uh, a German royal family that wasn't the authentic royals to the British throne. They do this all the time. Yeah, or man. at least uh, back then. Uh, Sweden fell in the 1800s, beginning of the 1800s by the Illuminati or the Illuminist forces. Uh, that's a, the French Revolution seems to be the wipeout of the aristocracy. Uh, aristocrat, uh, what do you call it? Aristocrat, aristocracy. Yeah, aristocrat. Followed by the Russian Revolution, it's all about the taking out our aristocracy too. One hundred percent, man. You see yeah. this game plan over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, 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 aristocrat, the aristocracy, they were running the Templar networks, and it's fucking interesting because uh, Sweden made the first central bank in the world, and. I saw a quote when the Chinese came here, like in the, I don't know exact date, but uh, they called it the power center of the Western world, Stockholm, because they have, even today with the Ericsson's, they have the biggest telecom company, which is really information gathering in the world. And it's all based on the old, you know, power structures from the remnants of the Templar world. They just pile it up. And it all leads to fucking Stockholm uh, because it was the power source of the Protestant movement, really. It's interesting. <laughs> it is, subject. dude. It is really interesting. I mean, like, you read about Jesuits. There's a book that breaks down all the Jesuits. I mean, and the first page is just timelines of Jesuits assassinating royals. And it was like, yeah. bang, what? like royals were like rappers just Oft, 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 replaced, oft, replaced. I mean, dude, they were just taking out royals left and right. Yeah, yeah. Because they were That's just they the, the believed to be yeah. the direct descendants of God. Tells you where the power is, right? I mean, who's killing whom? Yeah, dude. Yeah. But this is how you follow the struggle. Uh, it's like the you get a really clear pers- perspective if you understand that level of the game. I think because it's getting very clear that there are opposing uh, opposing forces. Of course, it's just not two, but I don't know too much about the southern stuff with the religious, the Muslims, and this. I sort of stay clear of that. I just focus on the on the north. We're cool with that. Uh, so where do you want to get back into? I feel like I just like I do Let's every give show. It to end then because it has well, the Dan, Dan, jump in. You wanted to say something before too. Dan always. Uh, yeah, we were in, talking bro. about uh, the the tilt and how everything, the universe tilted, and this caused the ice age. Uh, so when the Earth tilted, it caused uh, seasons to form, and it caused the ice age in the north. 
And when this happened, uh, all the land around Helsinki froze over. And this is where we get Alt Land East, which means all land is ice. So Poland, England, Ireland, mm. Scotland, all the lands became ice surrounding this Helsinki area. And uh, there was a Gulf Stream coming up from uh, South America up through the Atlantic and up into that area that was keeping that area warm. So the ice wasn't freezing hell over. So hell couldn't freeze over. Hmm. And this, this whole thing was able to create innovation uh, by these people in there who were secluded from the rest of the world because there was a giant ice wall encircling uh, this land of Helsinki. Yeah. For hundreds of miles, like they, they were trapped there. There was no escape for supposedly yeah. according to the saga it's like thousands and thousands of years millions so, mi- you, have to clarify, you know in the paradise uh, in this mythology uh, the human race were like this one race or they looked all the same yes so all the same when the first ragnarok happened uh, we got this uh, separation of the of the human race so because they had a breeding system that were uh, keeping the entire globe intact, so to speak, uh, genetically. Uh, we are very strange, uh, what they were calling the money or the, the money system that they had before. <laughs> but uh, that's, a, that's a heavy topic to get into. But my point is that we got separated uh, because every in this system, there are two classes of people and uh, they are called Aser and Vaner people and if you look at the the alphabet that goes if you look at it from the box saga perspective it starts with an e and a b c d e f g h i j k l m n o p q r s t u v i a b c and it rotates around so it goes via v i a b c so in the system explains that everything has to go via the author so they were really the uh, what you call it, uh, the power base, or they determined every move uh, across the entire globe, like a, a a world order, you could say. And uh, when that got cut off, that's uh, when we got, in this story, 10 different kingdoms, tropical kingdoms. Outside uh, of the ice. Yeah, 10 different races, like the, Hin- uh, the Hindu are one, and uh, the Asians are obviously one oh. and so forth. And then mm-hmm. you have the, the Aussie people trapped in the ice on top. The rest of the planet thinks they are dead and gone. But they, in this story, they survive. And uh, they turn pale uh, because of the ice surrounding and uh, the situation there with uh, very little light. Uh, and that's uh, how the white race came into being. And like 10,000 years ago, when the the ice sort of had melted off, uh, the the Acer and the Valner met again, or you know, like, but that's a that's a further in the story because that's like a new era or a new epoch, you could right. say. So so, this one group lived in this area, those Helsinki, is that correct? That yes. was surrounded mm-hmm. by ice for mil- like thousands or millions of years. Yeah, and then the ice age lasted. Yeah, fifty million in this story they say so. Okay, and so after the ice age happened, the the 
everything melted. Is that what I'm understanding? And still then in the ice age. We're, we are now still in the ice age. Yeah, yeah a little bit say, of it. Yeah. That's but what, anyway, uh, the thing about the, uh, the Atlantis period, that uh, all land ice period, they call it Atlantis or Atlantis. Uh, alt in Swedish means all. Uh, land is land and is is ice. Uh, is. But anyway, they developed no, agriculture. No, 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 anyways, hold on. Are you telling me Atlantis was all ice? A time period. Well, Atlantis was a time period, not a location. That's why we find multiple you know, pieces of anecdotal evidence from here, mm-hmm. there, everywhere, all over the northern hemisphere for where Atlantis may have been. Because this Osser system that had the concentric rings, these concentric ring systems, according to the box saga, were speckled all over the planet. So, emulated on the top. throughout but the lands. Emulated, you know, back towards the Osser. They were the normal or the, the north, uh, what you call mall. It's like a template in Swedish. Normal. Nor, <laughs> north. Okay. So a, we have, uh, and Johnny, anybody want to jump in? So we have these <laughs> rings because I'm just trying to present what what we're learning I, I, here. Can I can I ask? Do you guys have any art of this that you could share? I could I could uh, turn on sharing. Is there, yeah. you, Is there anything <laughs> that will give us a? We can give you the alphabet. That would probably be something. And, we and this share, is based right? off flat Earth, right? Obviously. Nope. No, no, no. That's what the whole point of tilting of the Earth away from you know from not on its axis to now where it is Damn, today. I, I thought this I, is a globe model. Yes. Of okay. Course. So dun dun dun. So I am trying to. So there was this area that was seen as, uh, and this was so Atlantis was after I, the. I, sorry, I, if you guys have anything that's illustrative, please uh, bring it up. I, I turned on sharing. Any visuals, so, yeah, visuals, anything. Yeah, so I'm this is a lot of where the I think the flat Earth kind of paradigm comes in is with some of these ancient cities depicting this flat land surrounded in ice. I think what they're actually trying to depict was this Acer land and the, these stories of the kingdom of heaven is they're trying to show you that this is where uh, the Acer were at, not necessarily that everything was flat and surrounded by ice, but this area was, and it was a highly uh, renowned area. This is where, you know, the Kings and the, the giants and whatever else came from and 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 so the angels and all that stuff so yeah arc angels this, this is why yeah arctic. the arc it's all about arctic, arctic. oh man it's so much going on right now i'm trying to digest it i'm just trying <laughs> that's, that's a, to digest that's, yeah that's the point here. that's why it the takes velocity 20 years of this thing out. is fucking insane <laughs> yeah it will drive you nuts trying to swedish I'm surrounded by the mythology. It's in every fucking name of everything, man. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. so interesting. It really is, man. So I'm trying <laughs> to get timelines here. So, so, so this story begins where? Just, hel- just in bear hell. with me right now. In hell. In Helsinki, okay? Helsinki is the top. The Garden of Heathen. Of yeah, the, the these garden. rings, right? This ring Garden of, of Odin. Yeah. Of this, this ring of... Uh, um, like picture Atlantis, the typical Atlantis picture that you see. That's probably a decent example, at least for this hypothetical example. Okay. You know? 
and every layer is what of this rings of these rings there's rings inside cast system a cast system system. of 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 everywhere from kings to peasants is that what we're talking about not really okay yeah it's a very very uh, complex system and uh, the symbology that they were using were like clubs lances swords shields helmets um, you know, so it's different, kinds, like, yeah. um, your d- different contributions to the community or the, the, um, empire or whatever was there. Would that, would that be a little, like every, every ring had its purpose? Yes. Okay. Of course. All right. So now we're of starting course. and this starts somewhere and goes around the globe. Am I, or yes. is it just an, a certain area of earth? So the North Pole. Okay, so the North Pole with maybe we're getting yes. to Antarctica and stuff like that. Am I am I getting anywhere closer? Am I going off on that tangent? Antarctica right? South Pole. Okay, so that's why I'm about the North Pole. Okay, okay, but North Pole. I, Stop, Johnny. I, uh, okay, no. you know this. Wait, uh, how the flatter, you make flower so. of life, uh, the flower of yes. life structure. You know this, is this kind of structure. Point. Yeah, with the hexagram. Okay. Uh, you know the hexagram uh, structure that you can uh, get this kind of fractal, uh, you know, expanding out with the flower of life structure. Okay, yeah, I see. That's I'm looking the system. At it now. That's the system they went with uh, when they made the ringlands. Oh. And the alphabet also derives from this. The flower of life, where it's like yeah. the circle around, and then there's all these little, uh, like, spokes almost. You'd say was that? No, no, no. The flower of life. Oh, you guys exactly. see this? Oh, you see, so, yeah, yeah. So that's the, Acer, the ring. I'm talking about. Oh, okay. This is the ring. Okay. This is the ring. The Acer oh. system and the North Pole is is like the prototype of all the other ring systems that existed all over the rest of the planet. So the North that's Pole what? was the the prototype. Yeah, yeah the the Midgard. Yes. The normal. Yeah. yeah. And the Midgard serpent. Eating its own tail is basically the Ouroboros system that was keeping the civilization together with the offering system. Okay. uh, All right. So now I'm starting to somewhat understand. Are you guys starting to understand this? Okay. And this, (laughs) no, I mean, I understand what you guys are saying, but I also want to get the specifics down so Mm. that we, so this ring is the story that would tell you, but is this also civilization? Am I being weird on that? That's true. Okay. Okay. You have the you have the entire structure there. All right. And were there many rings, or is it just this ring? Well, this uh, is the only alphabet. This is okay. what lines yeah, up with the. the uh, this uh, is what uh, lines up with the. But this is like the system. core. This oh. is the, like the core in the understanding of the whole box saga. So okay. it's like it starts with one ring, and you can sort of expand this out. But it has to the still start with there. The, the, that the is core, the yeah. center of that is the yeah, core exactly. of where that's the core. Okay. Mathematics comes out of this as well. Uh, you know, there was a, a mathematician named Cliff Barber who, you know, was introduced to this saga, learned about this alphabet wheel and moved to a yurt and started drawing the flower of life and all these mathematical equations that he gained knowledge from this alphabet wheel. It was pretty nuts. Yeah. I think this is his rendition actually. It might be. Yeah. Um, Because he found the alphabet inside of the flower of life. Also when he expanded 
enough out. So crazy. It's so this complex, story, bro. It, it says this story suggests that they discovered mathematics or at least created the structure that we understand it as um, by watching the sun go around the North Pole and the shadow of this happening or whatever. There's like a s- expression in the root language that, that describes mathematics. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. You have a circle and a pole. That's the beginning of mathematics, a cube. And this, it's also the beginning of us, <laughs> a circle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All circle and a pole. It's all about <laughs> And it connects to the fertility rights and everything. Yeah, everything is so yep. basic. You, you know, this is like a, on a child's level, you can explain okay. this uh, on, on the core level. Okay, so, uh, so we have paradise. It's everything's great. Bang, something yeah. happens. Pow. Yeah. All of a sudden ice we're age. in the ice age, right? After the paradise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're in Atlantis. Atlantis or Ice Age is very interesting because uh, the, in this mythology, the living condition obviously got very harsh. Uh, so, according to this story, they uh, developed uh, agriculture and domesticated animals uh, during this time. Uh, and the, when the ice sort of gone away, the Ice Age was melting and they were could get out of this uh, we get the story of Noah where he takes the animals to uh, because they knew that the, the second Ragnarok was coming because the glaciers were starting to drift so they needed to get away from Helsinki so they settled on Gotland the Gotland, Visby we have a cave there called Lummelunda Grotter where they found rune stones or picture stones that are you know, they are really one amazing thing to look at because they contain the store of hell in symbolical terms. And you can go to the museum in Stockholm and see those. Oh but anyway, the story of Noah in this story, he built his boat to escape the, the coming ice and brought the domestic uh, animals and the, the Osser family to, to Gotland or the Gotland. So that's like the next chapter in this <laughs> and and the goat the goat is the good land it's the god land the goat. it's uh it's yeah it's it's where the acer uh they came from there and then they end up being becoming the gauls right or the mm-hmm. gothy yeah they become uh, the think, gauls or the gothy i think you get that the kind of uh, you know architecture design structure is a gothic you know this kind of gothic theme is uh yeah it ties into all of this also yeah very interesting (laughs) no it's super interesting i'm i'm finally starting to put the pieces together and understand all this so there's paradise and excuse me if i keep going back to this an event happens causes the uh the the ice tilt yeah the tilt yeah the tilt and then we get into the uh, ice age okay and land all land is ice which becomes atlantis right mm-hmm. okay yeah. so. mm-hmm. and we're still in that we, yeah like the mythology we know and accept for the most part about atlantis is 
mostly probably still true, like from Solon and everything. But even those ancient stories that Solon was talking about are long separated from these stories of Atlantis. So it is at some points, it is a game of telephone, as Yaku was saying before. Yeah, but it's interesting. You can sort of see that the agriculture is coming up around 10,000 years ago on the planet mm. also. And uh, the interesting thing about this, uh, the Bok family is a family. And it's a very important family, obviously, because they ruled the, the earth before. But anyway, there are uh, 12 boys and seven sisters that are a part of this system. And uh, 10 of those boys, when they came to Gotland, uh, is, they call them the brothers in between because the firstborn son in the family, he represents the moon. And the others have sort of a... They have other functions, uh, like titles like Kassar, like, is a cashier in English, and uh, uh, secretary, like secretary. All of those kind of is coming from its titles in the in this family. Whoa! But, but the last one is uh, is the more uh, Solbocken Balder. He's the he's the goat. He represents the yeah. He's like the breather, you could say. He has one lance also. Uh, in symbolic terms, like uh, I don't know if you can see this. This is Lemminkainen. Uh, this come from Russia, over two hundred years old, actually. But it's interesting. Could you, uh, <laughs> could whoever's sharing the image, could you kill that share just so we can get the full screen again of you guys? Thank okay. you. Yeah, there we go. Bang! I'm loving this. So the Bach well, family. What's on that? What's inside that that pendant? Or it's a shield and a lance. And he's on a horse because the the rider or the knight symbol is a a heathen because they are the the lance so they are the rasrutter we call them like race riders very <laughs> if you translate it yes. straight over but but uh, they are having a function within the family or I mean the structure the heathen structure because it's various you know it's very sexual based the entire structure. Uh, but the offerings are uh, not blood, if you say so. But ass. <laughs> uh, it's sperm and uh, the female sow, we call it. This You call it sow? Sow. 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 A new way we can get away with things, stuff, yeah. <laughs> okay. So what, what, I, I, I'm still... Backwards. So this yeah, Bach family ruled the world, and then there was a concentrated effort through whether it's Christianity or Catholicism to basically wipe out that history, wipe we're them out. Seeing, yeah. We're kind of seeing the beginning of that like duality that, you know, is everywhere in our culture. We constantly see that red versus blue mentality, that eagle versus serpent that we know of so yes, well. Yes, yes. It's that. And when you think about to the, it, I, I have to just complete Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just say my <laughs> said the magic words dude? there, dude. Oh. It's connected to Tartaria, yeah. dude? I have to in, in a way, my story, in a way. you know. Okay, I was talking about the Bog family for a reason, because when they came to Gotland in this story, they sent out those ten brothers to meet with the rest of the races, the tropical races that were still left. So, and uh, you can, in my head those are like the demigods uh that you can read about uh, like uh, 
you know, those Anunnaki f- figures, for example, uh, that are famous in the ancient cultures, lore and all of this. And they are and supposed to come from the heaven or the top to mm-hmm. meet up with the, the rest of the, of, of the human family, so to speak. And they gave the agriculture when they came also to the, to the different kingdoms in this story. Yeah. Cause if Those you picture, who came down. Yeah. From yeah. heaven. And if you picture this isolated group existing and thriving for a long time, while the rest of the Northern hemisphere was under ice and completely decimated, you'd think that when they finally were able to reinteract with one another, they would be much more advanced for sure. And also a lot more knowledgeable. And the story goes that they had this white skin and this is where the white race comes from. And then you start looking at Viracocha, Kukulkan, uh, all the Anunnaki, all these stories about these tall whites, or even the Hopi prophecies when you hear about the shining ones. And then we can get into fey folk, fair folk, white folks. That's what we're talking about. There's so many side stories to this you wouldn't believe, guys. I mean, there's story about Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, uh, Moses, uh, Muhammad. You know, they have a story for everything. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and again, the language self-checks, yeah. <laughs> so it's mind-boggling. So, so here again, I'm going to jump. I, I, I want you to finish your story, but the reason I love this is because I, I don't think there's one story of our history. I think there's a lot of stories that were all going on at one time, and sometimes they cross over, sometimes they don't. So if you could have the Bach family up here and the Anunnaki over here, does that mean one story's not real and one story is. It means, you know, I just said, we had somebody on talking about the Black Madonna and how she represented a time through uh, Africa and, you know, Afro-Caribbeans and stuff like that. I think all of this is possible because th- different things were happening in different parts of the world and, th- and that these stories at some point can intertwine with each other. Of course. And that there's not uh, one story about that's, uh, that's the interesting thing about symbolism, because symbolism seems to be a universal thing. Uh, like the swastika, for example, is very common across the entire globe. And also, like, you know, if you have traveled the world, you can see similarities within all cultures, you know, um, especially on the symbolical level, I think. So... Uh, because this saga is very connected to symbology also and yes yes the literacy of symbolism so this so the ice ice melts or like the wall goes down enough for the bach family to travel mm. to send their 10 sons out to meet with the southern civilizations exactly. the ones that weren't affected by the ice yeah so, and that would be the lower end, right? I mean, or, or after yeah. till, okay. All right. Separated for so long. They've mostly forgotten about the Acer at this point, I would assume. So they don't recognize any of this coming down from the North. I, that's my assumption. You know, it's very similar to this ancient alien kind of theme. 
Yeah, we we also have like after that period, there were like two brothers jumping out that wanted, uh, by, you know, by the Oster family, and uh, one was called Sven and one was called Don. And Sven he created the Swedish Empire, uh, so Svenska riket, Svenskarar. They call <laughs> we are called Svenskarar in Swedish, and Danskarar is Danish people. So this they sprang out from Don and Sven, Svenskarar. So it's very interesting that you have the etymology there that also connects to the story. And you have the symbol of the three crowns. Mm. And a crown is a, a symbol of the king or one kingdom because you can only have one king in, in a kingdom. So I think the three crowns of Sweden really symbol, uh, is a symbol symbolical reference to the three Arctic races. If you, yeah. So it's, um, wow, dude! And from the yeah, if you go even further from Dawn or the Denmark, uh, Denmark, uh, they went to England and uh, Germany, and further on, and uh, the Swedish empires uh, went to Ireland, Scotland, Iceland. Eventually, yeah, they were a little bit more. But you also have the Finnish version. They went back to hell after the glaciers had come and started to rebuild hell and they are also the russians and this is where i we could possibly be getting into tataria yeah dan you want to kind of go down that path a little bit um yeah <coughs> uh, um so when we get into tartaria i think a lot of people look at it in the wrong way um well, what what you can see overall from Tartaria is this wipeout of the pagan culture through this uh, Catholic regime, right? They're they're coming yeah, in and awesome. they're taking over everything, and they're they're rebuilding these uh, temples and calling them churches and whatnot, and they're kind of getting rid of the old power structure. I think when we think of Tartaria, that's what Tartaria really is, and uh, they try to say that you know the Tartarians are bad or whatever, but really the power structure that takes over. The world is the power structure that we're still currently in, which is the power structure that's ruled by the Vatican and the church. I completely and utterly agree. And I also, if you get into some, you know, ancient, 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 like philosophy, you know, astrology, and you get into like, I'm starting, I did a really great podcast recently, and it was about Vedic astrology and this guy broke down i'm i'm getting him on the show uh and he, he broke down basically um that there's like four levels to everything and at the highest is the all and then the, you start going down and the bomb level is where we live and he these gods at the top have trapped these these entities what, what you know uh, Satan, Moloch, all those, all those entities, and that's why these entities hate us because they're trapped into this area. And these groups have made deals with these these families that form the black nobility, which kind of cr- create the, the the Catholic Church and the Vatican, and the and, and what they represent, you know, Saturn worship and all that stuff, like. It's a deep, deep, deep hole, man. And there has been a war between, you know, 
the Royals who are supposed to be connected to God. We have Susan Bradford on before. She's talked about that. And this movement of these kind of parasite class that has been slowly but surely trying to kill off these Royals and replace them with their bloodline, which gets into, you know, who's behind the Vatican. In my humble opinion, and that to me is way more interesting than anything else that you really get into. Like this story, the Brock, is like super interesting to me. And the role of the Catholic Church in, mm. in, in the destruction of our history. They explained let's, the origin let's, let's in the story of the church. Let's get in, into some of that, like how it's been flipped upside down because when we think about the pagans and satan and, and the devil it's all evil it's all has this evil connotation but when you kind of go into the box saga and start to see these words and what they actually mean there's no there's no, it's not really evil it's it's, been, it's just been deemed that way for instance hell is uh it's in the yes. word healthy yeah it means complete uh, in swedish hell Hell. yeah complete and complete and same with devil right devil also means wheel the wheel the yeah. wheel the it's, it's yeah. about yeah there's gonna be some pushback but i find it <laughs> the I, wheel the ever turning wheel you know which it's, uh, the life wheel also references the swastika spinning this is right up bishop larry Gators Alley. Well, he, he oh, dude, crazy. that guy blocked me a long time ago. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, he, he, that's uh, Xavier saying this fucking stupid shit. But, um, but, but. So let me ask you: Are there entities of darkness at work? Do we have a yin and a yang, light and a dark? I mean, maybe, maybe the name Satan or devil isn't according to, to you guys, the exact names of evil, but are there dark intention entities here? Dark Storm. intentions for sure. And but I, they, I, but I, I see the mythology. I mean, the, the being or the spirit thing, I think is very curious. Uh, if you talk about uh, supernatural beings or uh, spirits or ande, as we call it, because in this story, everyone was going to hell when they died, or they call it Valhalla, the Valhalla vault, which in this story is the most sacred tem uh, pagan temple of all. And it's located in Finland, and there's a team, Eeyore Bok actually owned the, the ground where the entrance to this temple was supposed to be. So they have been doing excavations ever since to try to get into the mountain there. Because in this story, it's supposed to be a storehouse which is also the Valhalla vault, because or the Valhalla, Valhall, a hall. It's the halls of choosing if you render it in in English. But via the centrifugal force that we have, all spirits were supposed to go into the Valhalla hall or the hell, because mm. there are seven islands just outside of Helsinki, and there's a Russian museum that is supposed to be built over a hole in the ground that goes down into those chambers. But it's like a huge cavern it's supposed to be with like a stairway, like stairway to heaven concept. <laughs> and there's supposed to be chambers for each generation or each raw 
Ra is the title of the moon, uh, the moon king, or the king that represents the moon, the Monboken in this case. But anyway, they make statues of gold for each generation of the Bok family, you could say. And they are storing those. Each era has its own chamber. And if this, has, if this is correct, and it has been going on for over 50 million years, according to this mythology, there are going to be a lot of treasures down there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. And this is, this is where it gets really interesting. Because no, 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 dude, the, we're past really interesting. It's been interesting <laughs> the whole time. Because there are actual treasure hunt going on in Finland where they're trying to... Because in the Bok Saga, they talk about different places in Finland where stuff are buried from the, the heathen time. Uh, for example, in Kajani, one uh, castle up in, uh, in the very north of uh, Finland is a, a castle built on a, a better, uh, the, the river, you know, on a little island in, on a river. And there's a well there where there's supposed to be a tin box where, like, the interior of the, uh, of the king's room is supposed to be buried, I think. Oh, yeah. And there's another place where three crystal balls is supposed to be buried too which are like very important tools. Uh, it said that one crystal is uh, belonging to the paradise time and one crystal is uh, supposed to, uh, is the Atlantis time and one crystal is uh, for the future. So it's, uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, they have been trying to get to those and they have, the temple is the main focus, of course. They have been doing ground penetration radars there and, it's it's an ongoing thing. They have been there this summer, uh, working on this. Uh, a group of people. Yeah, they had twenty five hundred volunteers this summer. Over yeah, twenty five hundred to search for these chambers to yeah. dig into this Lemonkind. I'm bringing up a picture. Lemonkind temple. Lemonkind yeah. temple. It's an epistupa there also. The suicide rock. Right. That's that's how they did when uh, you know they. I just bought a book at the Box Saga. The introduction? The, yeah. yeah. Good. That, that's the entrance, yeah. That's pretty tight. Yeah. yeah. Look at the stone there in the middle. Wow. Oh. wow, wow. They, they say that the right stone there is balanced on three stones. I know Jim Chesnar, he wanted to flush all the earth away so he could prove that it was balanced on three stones because you can find this all over Finland, like huge stones balanced on three stones, like a really cool thing. What, they're saying that's like man-made in a way. Yeah. This, yeah. No, the 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 cavern is a is a natural ph- phenomena. In this story, when the earth was created, this cavern was also created in the process. Yeah, this is their rendition of like I can't really see it, but yeah, he Eeyore Bach drew it all out like exactly what they were gonna find as they started to dig and they have had a couple confirmations on certain things. Yeah. And also like that, yeah. that castle you mentioned up North, uh, hey, it, w- when we talked to um, one of our guests on roots of creation, they were, he was saying that they were able to do like ground penetrating radar or something like that, or, or something and get images underground. And they found the like a tin box under there, exactly as described. But they can't. They can't dig. They don't. They can't, they're not allowed to dig. No, they, they want to shut this down. They have been under so much attack from the government and even American forces, trying to fucking put a lid on this thing. Why yeah. are Americans? 
Americans trying to, dude, I'm telling you, bro, it is all that, that, that predator class, man, those parasites. They don't want to, you know, this, if they open it and you get into the temple, it's going to fucking flip world history. Yeah, it's gonna be Nicholas's Nicholas Cage's best movie ever, like the next national <laughs> treasure, man, international treasure. Yeah, I'm just sitting here waiting for them to get the sign because I already have like a confirmation that there's something going on here. Because when they were starting to dig, Eir said it was gonna be like three stone blocks blocking the entrance, covered with mud between them in three different types of stone, and when they started to drill. They found the three fucking stone slabs, and uh, and when they got past them, they found a checkerboard to the left, carved into the mountain, inside. So there's something there, for sure. I mean, like all of this stuff, like you talk about how they don't want to do any uh, excavation in in uh, Egypt because they don't want to change timelines. Exactly. Of what is going on. And it's just, and again, predator class. There's a reason yes. why all these elites are related. They're all they, part of this predator class that doesn't want us to know our history and not know how powerful we are, where we live in, what it represents, why we're here, the whole point. But it would have to change everything. School books, the Bible, it, it would fuck shit up. Everything. The pressure is already there. I have confirmation from within the academic, uh, agri what they call it, the archaeological community here in Sweden. There's so much they have been building up. And there's like a gap between the government and those departments that have been finding new stuff. And already now they're all like on the brink because they are, you know, they have been finding stuff that, re that upsets the timeline already. So... This would just be a fucking nuclear blast. So but. let's get back into the story real quick because I, I feel like I might have once again uh, knocked us off up the path. But <laughs> so the, the 10 brothers go and meet with the southern um, tribes, let's say, the southern yeah. civilizations. What happens at that point? Well... They could I yes. say just that, you know, think of the Nephilim story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this, this biblical story of uh, the sons of gods coming down to mate with the daughters of, of men. This, again, relates directly to this long time meeting between these two separated groups of people. Now, who yeah, were the yeah. daughters? Were Sorry. they the box or were they the Anunnaki? Who who were the daughters and who were the gods? Well, I mean, I, I just this is just me speculating that it you know that story lines up and the daughters of men. It's just a metaphor saying that the north finally remet the south, basically. Yeah, mm. when they say heaven, it can easily be just on the top also because it's up there. I mean, the translation over translations over translations of texts sort of distorts the original uh, intent also behind. So you. Know, that's the complicated thing when you go too far back with text that it has been translated so many times all over. So it sort of lo loses the root uh, a little bit. I would say what you, what you start to have happen is uh, you've heard of like these cargo cults, right? And you see 
these people from the north coming in, they bring technology and agriculture and they bring all these different things to these other civilizations. And they start worshiping them as gods and proclaiming them to be gods, giving them like this uh, larger than life type of thing. But in reality, they're just people that have come from the north. They've been in this in the system for so long that they've uh, stayed a, a much bigger people, stockier people. And so when they come down to the other lands and, and they're smaller, they, they see them as being a giant or whatnot. Now, maybe they could have been eight feet tall to 10 feet tall or 12 feet. I don't really know, but they, they would see them as being bigger. And because they had this technology, they looked at them like gods not necessarily that they were gods, but they also came down from heaven. They also were part of the ruling class in, in the more ancient times. And so they had this kind of uh, recollect, recollection of, of this society that existed at that time. So when they saw them coming back down, uh, they started to venerate them as something else. Yeah, but they were called the family of good or the good, family yeah. of gods. Uh, so those Nephilims or the those uh, ten brothers coming down, they could be like the sons of God. Yeah, because right. this word really. God in the saga comes from just the word good, like your gut, good inside versus yeah. what it flipped to, which was God outside. And that's a hallmark of this well, parasite to externalize every everything away from us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to be in Swedish, to to be good is to be as a good or god. Good, they are good heads. Uh, as a the family of good, because the titles are like, you know, uh, Gudinna uh, and Gud. Also, they are like good or Gudinna. Depends if you are female or male. Also, so they were the family of God in this story. Uh, because they were the the ones they were giving. It almost sounds like taking. Game of Thrones, the White Walkers, in some weird kind exactly. of way. I've, I've been thinking about that reference too. Because if you really think about it in a raw term, you you can see like the peasants or those dead entities. They are like rising up and coming again, and they are so fucking different from the others. I don't know, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, still a film. But the, the concept in itself, uh, I've been really, watching every episode yeah. again because of the box saga and just the idea again of the free folk beyond the wall. It, yeah. It's it's yeah, so wall. obvious, and yeah, redheaded giants and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so this story okay. continues by through this period, and I don't know even Tolkien. Yeah, Tolkien, absolutely. The yes, Ringlands, uh, Lord of the Ringlands. He was obsessed with Finnish uh, lore. Uh, they have a, a collection of uh, uh, what you can say folk tales called the Kalevala in Finland, and he was fucking obsessed over it. Um, but they have the the basic figures, like uh, for example, Gandalf is based on Vainamoinen, uh, a title like the, like this one. So Lord of the Rings is based off of the box saga. Now Finnish mythology. Yeah. Which is like oh in that in that in the arena in that but, area. Yeah, wow. exactly. But the but the box saga in itself is a little bit more, you know, it's it's gets to into the core. It's it's a more hardcore version. But the Kalevala is a collection of uh, folklore. 
like it's you know it's more like it has become christianized over time and you know people don't talk about things so the stories kind of change uh, but more in a mythology, uh, so you know the more traditional mythology, uh, mythological perspective, so to speak. For example, the Hindu. Or, yeah, yeah, this is back to the mytholo- like how we're yeah. mythologizing like Norse mythology human history, also, so. like fairy tales. That's why we have. I mean, I'm not against the idea of like visitors from elsewhere if it happens, but our ancient alien ideas to me are all. Uh, a uh, human history relegated to fairy tales. Well, yeah, it could very much be. I believe whatever the Bible represents, and I again, I have zero problems with people who read it and it makes them better people and believing that that I'm, I, I'm not necessarily into uh, uh, organized religion. I'm more of a spiritual human being. But when you hear about things that happen in the Bible, and they're like. It seems like superhero shit, right? And you're like, well, dude, that's just a fable and all that stuff. I go, well, what if the people back then, where the the original story comes from, were way more powerful than we understand today? Of course. Right? There are stories about, like, techniques, how they could move stones with sound. And uh, different other methods, you know. So there are stories about understandings that, you know, is lost. So the moving stone things is really interesting, I think. Because they have a little story about how they move those huge megaliths uh, from this story also. So so you're saying that it was more common back then for people to have, like, kind of superpowers? Like, Jesus would have been one in a... Like a thought nah, and like an old, nah, or no. I think it's more like understandings of, uh, you know, basic nature principles or, you know, the laws of nature. Well, yeah, I, yeah, putting to putting like an explanation, like an explanation in nature that we can figure out to magic. I don't think it necessarily takes away the magic of it. You know, it's still no, especially if you could do all these things with it, it's fucking magic. Yeah, I yeah, do believe especially that, especially if you don't have the knowledge. Right. Again, I think that we were very powerful and the Tatarians and whatever group you want to say, whether it's, the, you know, the Bach saga, the Bach family, whoever you're discussing, they had lot, they had powers. And I, in my humble opinion, the predator class has gone out and tried to just erase any understanding of any of that stuff. And they were doing things that that today would seem like Marvel comic shit back in the day. That's just, I'm open-minded to that. Probably. I mean, a human has got so fucking lazy. You know, our lack of knowledge, you know, that's really what the short shit did. They killed off all the sages and, and you know, the mystics and had a priest there instead fucking down. You know, they wanted to get everyone fucking drunk you know, you can see when the church rolled into Sweden, uh, the priests were also like the the ones running the clubs, you know, the the drinking places also. So they want to numb down the population, get rid of the hemp culture and, you know, all those kind of more natural way of thinking, you know. The burning of witches and all of this is just women who knew how to handle nature and to draw power from it. 
for example, the tea drinking that they are giving us is an amazing product. I, I drink a lot of tea and gather it by myself also in the old way. So it's, it's, you know, a lot of things that are very empowering for the mind uh, from this story. <laughs> like and once really. again, we get into that, like, fear area of, okay, this is sounding like becoming your own God and that's evil. That's satanic. That's Luciferian and all that, that whole thread. It's like, well, yeah, but we all agree that the Catholics like started all this shit a long time ago and are still doing stuff in the Vatican. Why would we trust their interpretation of these things? I agree with that. And you know, Christianity, what is one thing versus and maybe absolutely versus yeah. Catholicism. Yeah, even yes. Christians yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. completely different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean, it has uh, it has been going through some kind of a uh, reformation, I would say, because the the real thing with the Catholic world is they wanted monopoly over a lot of things. For example, reading and writing was totally forbidden outside of the priest class, and that's what. Uh, Actually, Gustav Adolf II from Sweden uh, crushed that monopoly and put the Bible into the home instead of uh, of people so they can learn to read and also write. So there's a lot of things that has been changed. So to imagine to live underneath a Catholic, like in the 13, 1400 in Europe, oh man, that would have been fucking horrible, if you ask me. And I... And yeah. every couple of years, every couple a hundred years, they make a run at it again, and I think that is what ha- that is happening right now. Of course, in our world, that the this super predator class is making a run at taking over everything, and how much of it is a psyop, how much of it is real, that is debatable, uh, but. I do think that that the same people that wiped out the you know that that assassinated Julian Julius Caesar, the same people that assassinated JFK, and it's the same predator class over generations and generations of generations that have been doing this, and I believe that is this world that we live in. That this group, whatever you want to call them, whatever name you want to give, the darkness that is in this realm that we live in, that is their job. They're trapped here, and they want to rage, wage war against us. That's interesting. You get into. uh, I know that uh, this guy. You know. You know, guys. this uh, guy, Michael Tassarion, he's yeah. also into that a lot about uh, that it could have been some kind of influx. You know, this is, uh, if you look at the Bach mythology, this is like, you know, alien stuff is really like, that. They, it doesn't even go in there or so, but if you want to look at it, uh, you know, you can't really just shut it out. I mean, that's a subject that I really have stayed off as good, as much as I can, but this kind of weird, this, this seems to be a weird influx that is very fucking anti-human, anti-human on this planet. And uh, I, I, it's hard to understand 
or describe it. Otherwise, it, then it could have been some kind of weird influx. Uh, I, I I think it's possible, but I I'm, I don't know. I, you know, I I still think it can be explained by generational human trauma over wars and natural disasters. Just yeah, but it has been there so people. long. Yeah, and yeah. it's also that it's the same people always over and over and over again. It's never, you know, it's like I really get into like how much war would really happen if there wasn't this predator class. How much violence and hatred would actually happen if, if it wasn't like for the CIA and the FBI to come in, create agitators who, uh, you know, controlled opposition, agent provocateurs who cause this kind of chaos? The, you know, how many, you know, you take a look at the feminist movement and Gloria, what's her name? The famous feminist Gloria, Gloria Steinem. Gloria Steinem is a CIA plant. Like, once you understand that, you're like, what you're like yeah she wanted genocide yeah so you take a look at like there's always these group of people who are well-funded pushed by the this system to push people into certain kind of ways and here's the whole thing i don't know what the answer is okay my life is like this show is a giant jigsaw puzzle every episode is what is the piece uh, that I'm going to take from this that fits in to this jigsaw puzzle. And this fits in to the jigsaw puzzle. Now it is- I call it the red thread. The red thread? (laughs) I like that. I I call it the red thread. It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's the story of the royals and those fucking, uh, you know, battles, underground battles. You can see it was more obvious, like in the days where you have horses and uh, you know yeah. archers and fucking guns and yeah. on the battlefield. But now it's getting so fucking technological, so it's hard to follow. But uh, if you look at uh, like 15, 16, 1700 history, 1800s history, also it's getting interesting. But I think they really took over the power of the Western world in the 1800, uh, in the beginning of the 1800s with uh, Napoleon. I actually believe that this predator class like as we know it was like a a big move where it's like they go after the uh this this group of royals happened in like the 15th or the 1600s and they've they've had like a nice run of 400 and something years of doing stuff behind the our uh, now I'm not saying that the Vatican and Rome and all that stuff hasn't been doing it for much longer, but this like Rothschild Rockefeller like predator movement that's this 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 phase of it uh, that's been the run. But I, I I in my humble opinion, you know, the difference between then and and now is like the internet has allowed me to talk to somebody who is in Scandinavia and we could have a discussion about what you know and what I know and we could try to piece pieces together and we have a a, a permanent record of what's going on and I believe you know we saw in um, Canada where they knocked down their internet for a short time but can that stay down forever not only don't you think when they shut it down, they're, they're deleting some shit. It's definitely they are deleting stuff as we go, but there is a permanent record. Uh, I, I believe our realm is where 
there is a uh, dark entities versus light, and that is that is the battle for this place. That's just my humble opinion, and this fits into it. There, you know, that there. Are yeah, yeah, you have, yeah. I, I was just gonna say when we talk about history and the, the jigsaw you're talking about. I mean, just look at what hap what's happened today and how much is going on to keep track in like one year of happening i mean all around the globe really hard to do then when we look back like 500 years ago 400 years ago 300 years ago and so imagine just how much has been happening each year i mean it's fucking hard to comprehend comprehend but i mean the entire you know to look at it trying to get some kind of overview gets really hard and you have to put a lot of work into it that's why i just try to focus on like my area and the things that are connected to uh, to the swedish history because they had a role in world history and then i can go into detail and be very knowledgeable about a couple of hundred years so i think uh, that's just a tip for people who are really interested in history try to just have some place to start from because it's going to parallel to the rest of the world when you look at it I mean, it's so huge subject. Uh, it is man. trying to track it. And how crazy is I am 49 years old. I've had this show since 2017, I believe. No, 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 2016. It is almost six years old. And I have now just for the first time heard of the box saga. <laughs> and how many times that I could go to somebody and go, bro, what's your opinion on Box Saga? And they're like, what? Yeah, it's going to be like that. It's we are really doing annoying. the light version here, I can tell you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, that's why oh, we're so man. thankful to have, to, for you guys to have us on because we just want more eyes on this. The more, t more people looking into this, the better. You know, to Everyone. add this piece to the jigsaw puzzle, it's important. That's all it is, man. Pieces to the jigsaw puzzle. And you just start getting over and over again, you know, just their game plan, how they do what they do, how they kill off anybody that just gets too big to change the way what they're trying to do. And, and, and dude, I mean, really, you know, Susan Bradford has been saying this uh, multiple appearances on my show that there has been a this parasite class war against royals and how this the, the royals in england have almost been used to buffoon royals to make royals look stupid oh they all just have sex with their cousins and they're just they got buck teeth and they're ugly and they if you cut them with a piece of paper they bleed out like all this stuff to make them look so dumb and stupid when there could be in reality that they you know Star seeds were sent down to help humanity go to a certain direction. And there's been this concentrated effort to annihilate them. To disconnect us more with God. It's 100% possible. I can't say it's not. Because based on this story, it sounds super duper interesting to me, man. <laughs> yeah, this has filled in a lot of gaps for me when it comes to how we misappropriate allegory versus literal history. 
Uh, not entirely. I'm still learning. Uh, Dan and I have our, another show called the deep chill on Patreon, where we go into different parts of history and we're just looking at the symbolism and linking it. What does the symbolism mean to this culture? Oh, how about that? It harkens right back to the saga. Like we're looking at different areas to try to kind of triangulate, you know? So, so let's, I just want to finish up on this or, or Bach. Is that his name? Eeyore, like Eeyore you know, Bach. Winnie the Pooh. So where was the Eeyore Bach, Eeyore Bach, excuse me, uh, for most of his life? In hiding? No. He was actually no. spending six months each year in India. And then he would come back, and then at some point he decided to tell the story? Is that what... His, dad, his mother and sister died. He broke the story in India because he wanted to get to the root of the problem with the religions. Because in this story, it started in India. Oh, my God. It's so crazy, dude. So he goes there and he tells the story. So, But, but did you know this story before he told it? No. But uh, I wasn't even born, so... <laughs> the thing is, is that Lemminkainen, this word, this term, this title, same with Vinamonen, these exist in folklore. So some would say, oh, he's just appropriating his story onto, you know, folklore that already exists. But I mean, we can disprove that by looking into it further. But the point is that it's kind of provable that way in a way, in a way, some of it anyway, by cross-referencing to stuff that's already there in the culture. Yeah, in Sweden, you know, uh, every place, every name of each location, like cities and streets and all of this, it, a lot of it come from heathen remnants. And uh, our, the et uh, etymology is connected to the sound system. So <laughs> when I found out about the Box Saga, it sort of clicked instantly because it, uh, uh, I've been very interested interested in language uh, before that i come from the music and uh, you know the sound world with frequency and sound that's my i'm a musician you know i like sounds so yeah i mean it's... that's that's where i began this so but then i got it for free by having the the author language as they say they call it root but it's basically swedish and uh, everything to really understand, uh, you need uh, to have Swedish as a mother tongue to sort of draw from the sound. But an English-speaking person can also understand because it's based on root also. But it's a combination of root and Vaughan language, they say, the two different language groups that we have on the planet. How common is this group, uh, I mean this book in Sweden? What? Like, how common. common is this book? That do people know about it? Can you go get it at the library? No, 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 no. This they is uh, down. Now you know this is uh, a little bit too far far fetched. Or I mean, it's it's fucking strange, man. You won't find it in any shelf. <laughs> so, but so, you can get it on Amazon, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I just bought it, but uh, and I feel bad buying books on Amazon. I feel like yeah. really bad about it. I feel like I'm. But so the so most people don't know about this story. That's even hidden from them. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, your book was on national television in Finland. 
uh, one hour show. You and can he, watch it on YouTube with subtitles. Fucking interesting. And he tells the story. Yeah. On national television. How was it received? I don't remember that part of it. Uh, he got a massive attack. Uh, the <laughs> Finnish people didn't really like... I think he was a little bit before his time. Today it would have been different, but it wouldn't been happening today anyway. But it's a it's a slip, uh, and it's very interesting because he is quite known in Finland. But uh, this is the funny part because Eor was working on uh, there's a ruin outside of Helsinki called Sveabori, which uh, was a fortification. The French and the Englishman blew it to fucking oblivion, but uh, he was a guide out there. And uh, he attracted a lot of Freemasons, and uh, one of his biggest customers were the king of Sweden, like the one that are sitting now. And uh, he gave Eeyore some kind of uh, privilege to have audience with the king at any time he wanted. So... That's what I know. I don't think they're unavailable, the... dog. They're unavailable. Ah, so this is the guy. This is the guy, though, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't know what there's a lot of resource. There's a lot of resources on YouTube, though, from uh, from. From us and from other people. There's a number of documentaries from a man named Jim Chesner. Welcome to hell. Welcome to Rajasthan. Welcome yeah, to Atlantis. Like for He's one basically taking you on a tour, tour through. The main focus. Yeah, see if you can. Uh, it's called Welcome to Hell and yeah. Welcome to Rajasthan. Here, yeah. So. Yeah. Very good documentaries. I recommend watching them any other time. Yeah, because it's like tours through all these places that the story talks about. I mean, he goes right to the place that um, King, but they had a, this hell was had and where special, the uh, Catholics destroyed it. There's like a Catholic monument or something like that. Yeah, we, we didn't it's even also, get into in, that. In yeah, this is the... Yeah, we should get oh, into that. Get into what? We this, have a third Ragnarok also. A third what? Third Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Oh, really? Destruction. Yeah. These guys, uh, yeah, dude, they just want to wipe out all of our history so we never know. <laughs> the third Ragnarok is actually the Catholics. They are the Ragnarok. Yeah, they, because Rök is smoke. Ragnarök means like, as a something is getting burned and torched, and so it has to do with destruction. Yeah, torch, uh, scorcher. The story says that in 1050, this is when the Catholics sent a papal army to Helsinki. What was left of the Acer people either fled or were burned alive, destroyed, killed. But the box had known about what was about to happen. They knew their time was running out. And this is when they decided to seal off Lemminkainen Temple, this yeah. place that we have so many volunteers now digging out. 984, they sealed it, I think. Yeah. A thousand years before Neo broke the story. Yeah, he was supposed to open the temple at the same time that he broke the story, but it didn't happen that way. Right. 
So they knew he was going to do it? Yeah. Why could I mean, he have confiscated thing, you know? the land, too, through, you know, silly things that happened? The land was confiscated from him, wasn't it? But I wonder about those crystal balls. I mean, what the fuck are they? I want to <laughs> see them because they are. <laughs> I mean, those those crystal there are three crystal balls that are like unique. And uh, the future one there. I don't know what kind of device it is, but uh, it would be interesting to dig them up. <laughs> For sure, man. This has been incredible. I just can't wait to get that book and read it. Sounds super interesting, man. I'm dying. It's a deep well. It's a deep well. Another man. piece in the jigsaw puzzle, everybody. Another book on the shelf. Another book. I, I will. I, I'm gonna read. I got two books. My next He's two books. Read someday. I am reading right now, Johnny. Shut up. That Guys. should be your next podcast. Or like a, a book club. Like oh, you yeah. read the book yeah. together. One episode every two years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you guys go around one more time, tell us about your podcast, where we can find you. Andy, you want to start? Oh, man. Yeah, again, Sam, thanks for having us on. This was awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, and I'm Andy Rouse from the Deep Share podcast. Come check me out at the Deep Share on all the social media platforms. And I'm on YouTube and Odyssey, Rockfin, all that kind of stuff. Thanks. Uh, Danunaki Dan, would you like to share? Yeah, what's up? Uh, Rising from the ashes. I'm on all the podcast apps. You can find me there. Uh, Along with Homie Romy, we do uh, five shows a month, followed by uh, four shows, technically, followed by a group show. We do theme months every month. Um, So go check out Rising from the Ashes. Uh, We get into history, spirituality. Uh, religion, all that stuff. Hextrum, would you like to share what? Uh, do you have a podcast? Do you have a death nah. metal band? Do you have anything? Well, I've been having some uh, metal bands. I'm currently <laughs> making a solo project, but it's taking fucking ages. But I want it to be perfect. But I have a YouTube channel actually that I put out like very slowly. But if you're interested in those more uh, Swedish style, the Swedish side of world history. And so you can check my YouTube. I also talk a little about like a little bit about book saga, but I try to focus more on the, the actual, actual happening based on like the book saga. So I have this red thread and I try to expose all the fucking nefarious forces that uh, have been attacking us up here. So that's uh, my goal. All right. Um, you can just type like jockey Hegstrom. Like my name, uh, and you will probably find this. I'll, I'll put up your YouTube link in the description, and if you guys, uh, once we hang up, I'll tell you my email, and you could send me any links you want me to include. Okay. Hell yeah, we'll send you those documentary links too, because those are valuable for anyone that's interested uh, in learning more of these two, along with the book. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah! Hey guys, like I said, I'm going to be in San Francisco. Grab your tickets now. We got to turn and burn. Let's go. Let's, Let's rock. Go. Let's get weird in San Fran, bro. All right, guys. We love you very much. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. I fucking loved it. It was a, a very interesting topic. Uh, it's always a great show when Johnny talks very little. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll Cutting talk- that out. Okay. Talk to you guys soon. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink.
from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.